0: Welcome, Marla, to the Operations Mastery Podcast. Marla is the CEO of the Marm Agency, um, where she helps clients with all sorts of things digital, but I'll let her give the intro there. But yeah, well, welcome, Marm.
1: Thank you, Nick. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your, on your show. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the owner-CEO of the Marm Agency. We are a creative agency based in Southern California, Riverside to be exact, Uh, We do a lot of different creative projects such as film, audio, we manage advertising, media buying, and we help with branding and uh, brand identity, as well as comms on the public affairs side and other um, like press releases, uh, PR, um, a lot of public awareness type of campaigns. So um, that's pretty much what we do. And our, our catalog has been very, uh, broad in, in, in one big stroke. So
0: a lot, that's quite a bit. <laughs> um, and how, how, do you, how do you price things out? Um, since you do all these different services, like how do you package those together?
1: Um, well it's, it's definitely project-based. So what yeah. I typically will do is make sure that I'm in alignment with you know, what's out on the market, you know, do a little bit of market research to make sure that um, I'm price pointing to beat out some competitors. Although I don't, I don't like to use the word competition because I feel that, you know, when you want to work with someone, it's more of how they're in alignment with your vision, your mission, and your goals for your company. So if that resonates with you, then there really is no competition. I feel that people will pretty much pay whatever, you know, you would tell them um, as long as it's in alignment with what they're hoping to accomplish. Um, However, I do think that keeping that competitive edge allows for you to potentially gain a client that would probably not normally hire you for a particular project. and just to give you a little bit of background as well, some of most of my clients have been referral based. So um, I started in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic after giving birth to a baby. And um, a lot of the client work that I've done in the last couple of years has been just based on referrals. So I haven't done a lot of marketing or advertising for myself. Um, I'm the expert for everyone else.
0: Yeah. Well, people don't realize referrals don't come out of thin air. You know, it's usually from doing great work and networking and all sorts of things. So, I guess while we're on that topic, how do you get more referrals? Like, how how have they come to you in, in the past?
1: Um, it's mainly you know, hey, I need this done on this project, and the person that I've worked with on um, you know, something similar or maybe a little bit different, but they understand and know my skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll say, hey, you need to contact Marla and then I'll meet with them and we gel and, and things get moving. Um, I have had some unfortunate events where I've lost clients in the last couple of years. Uh, much of it has been due to, you know, inflation and and the post pandemic, everything that's happened since then. So it's been a challenge, but um, now it's been more attending networking events and meeting different entrepreneurs and business owners that that needs um that particular service and so the more we talk they're like hey i might want to talk to you about this and so we'll have a coffee date or we'll meet up for lunch and then one thing kind of leads to another and we're in a contract and i'm working for them so it's been a, it's been an exhilarating and very interesting uh, journey that I've been on in terms of how I, I've been getting my clients.
0: Yeah, amazing. And since you do all these things for them, are you the person fulfilling everything or do you have anyone that, that helps you on the team, on your team?
1: Um, so a lot of the times it is just me, um, depending on what the project is, is entails, Um, I do work with contractors and I've had interns that's worked with me. I've brought on a couple of employees. Last year, I I managed my first three employees. Um, And so that was pretty exciting because I got to learn a different side of the business from an internal HR perspective. Um, But working with contractors is pretty much the bulk of what I'm able to do right now because based on the, the type of project, I can say, hey, I'm going to bring this person on that's going to help with this. And then we have our own agreement. Um, mm. So it's been interesting. Um, right now, I have two contractors that I'm working with, and we're looking to actually hire someone, hopefully before the end of the year, to do brand management and social media content management.
0: Nice. And how do you manage contractors well? Like, what have you found works and doesn't work? Cause sometimes it can go astray and then all of a sudden budget runs up and, or they don't deliver on time. Like, how do you, how do you manage contractors? Well,
1: that is a great question. Um, and I started out as a contractor actually in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just having that trust in someone, like the more you work with them and you learn their working style, their, their communication style as well is was very pivotal in how you meet the deliverables and, and those deadlines that you set for the clients. Um, right now, my my contractor and I, that, that I brought onto the team to work with me closely, actually, um, we meet weekly and we work out our time blocks. And so I, I pretty much know when he's gonna be available to take my calls. And it's the same thing. He knows when I'm gonna be on Um, And now that school is back in, it's even a better situation because our children are in school. We can have that dedicated time to focus. And then, you know, after hours, if something comes up, either him or I will take that that task and then we'll reconvene before the end of the week. Um, We manage everything through Google right now. Google Calendar um, has been our friend. And uh, we use a few other tools like Airtable and Cloud Campaign to organize the project and, and make sure that we're hitting those metrics too.
0: Yeah. Um, we're power Google calendar users as well. So um,
1: but I want to ask you, how do you feel about all of the different types of apps that you can use? Like, do you ever feel that it's it becomes to be cumbersome?
0: Um hundred percent. Yeah. I think most companies are like, what software should I use? Like, there's all these different ones. And I don't suggest like we use monday.com, but mm-hmm. all the project management tools are the same in my opinion. It's whatever one you, you like best and the pricing similar. My opinion mm-hmm. with tools is just, you get the most out of them when you're like automating and integrating them. So like for us, we onboard clients with Calendly, And then Stripe, auto sends them to Stripe to pay, auto sends them to, uh, populates a row in our CRM, book an onboarding call, fill out an onboarding form. So when we stitch these tools together and actually make them dance, that's when I think the tools are worth it. Um, But yeah, that's so anyways. Yeah. I don't think whether you're using cloud campaign or or whatever, I I don't, As, as long as you're using something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I 100% agree. I think integration and automation, we, I mean, technology as it advances, we have to advance too. And that's the benefit of like growing and expanding in our field, um, taking those tools and and which ones speak well with one another. Um, I know I've used them all. I've used Trello. I've used Asana, Basecamp, uh, Method. I've used all kinds. And I always go back to Google (laughs) (laughs) Google or Microsoft, you know, you got to have word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, we're power Google users, Google docs, Google Mm -hmm. sheets. Like it's so easy. So, um, yeah, I think there's like, my agency, we reached breaking points and that's when we needed new tools. So like, um, you know once we got like our 100 100 clients then we're like okay we really need to use monday.com and hmm. and then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing so yeah
1: we'll, um, we'll probably be integrating something pretty soon because google can only do so much <laughs>
0: exactly it can only do so much yeah yeah hmm. and so an agencies, like although we all do different things and different clients like some of the stuff is the same like there needs to be some reporting uh, you need to communicate with the clients. Yep. They like to see metrics. Um, and then everyone has a project management flow. So like this is step one, step two, step three, step four. You have to collect things from the client during the intake process. So a lot of that stuff is is actually the same, which which yeah. I, mean.
1: I would say too, um, you bring you bring up a really good point in as far as um the intake process. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I have been really trying to figure out is that workflow process that, you know, once they say, yes, I'm I'm ready to work with you, setting the expectation like, OK, it's going to take, you know, two to three days to get your Instagram, your Facebook, all these different platforms connected to my platform so that I can actually do the work for you. Yeah. Um, it also the expectation of okay if if you're a client that has events going on
0: mm-hmm. well
1: if you don't book any events this month then i don't really have content to put out so i have to make it up that takes time so those are a few challenges that i've come across recently in the in the last couple of months that that part of okay this is the project here's the vision now, how do we actually implement it? But once it's implemented and you you start it, it's almost like a, a well-oiled machine. It, it's just going to continue to move until you pump the brakes.
0: Yeah, that was like excellently explained. I think it's like the hard part is coming up with the system and the questions you need to ask to collect the right information to make all the content and blah, blah, blah. And so- but once you have that cadence and system, it is a forever thing with optimization, of course. But yeah. that actually that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Um, like I've worked with content agencies in the past where we have a set interview every other week so that she can collect new information to write on my behalf. Like this is a LinkedIn ghostwriter. Um, whereas other, pe- other agencies have figured out how to not have those interviews and like get ideas from other sources. So it's kind of it takes a while, but and everyone does it differently but i think the best ones have it kind of down to a system.
1: Mm-hmm. No, i um, actually like that. You just gave me an idea. Thank you, Nick. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um so what kind of clients do you, do you do you work with?
1: Oh, wow. Um the bulk right now has been more in the government, um community sector, nonprofit. Um i do a lot of like volunteering my time to a couple of nonprofits here in the region. Huh. Um, I serve on a couple of boards. And so one of the things that, um, I'm very passionate about is empowering community to, you know, speak up and, and be an advocate, not only for themselves, but for others that's around them that are unable to be that, that self advocate. Yeah. Um, so I write a lot of op-eds, um, I write a lot of press releases surrounding different community organizing events. Mm. Um, so those are the bulk. I, I just got this last month um, a couple of actual brands that we're getting ready to launch. And I, I'm a part of that. My agency is a part of that process of, you know, coming up with a name, a, a logo from scratch. Um, writing out the the total marketing strategy from start to finish, not coming in and something's done and I'm I'm having to make edits and changes to. So this has been really exciting um, because once these project products are rolled out, I get to partake in it too, you know um, and 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 I think that's the fun part about this this industry, you know, in advertising and marketing when you come across a client that needs a product placement or, you know, those promotional type things uh, you get to, you get to taste test and then you get to share your experience with other people. So that's really exciting.
0: Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's tough work to go from scratch on brands, but yeah, if you love doing it, then it's very valuable.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's almost like when I put my writer's hat on, I'm thinking, okay, here's a blank document and here's what the client wants. So then I have to think about, you know, what's the messaging that we've put out before? We don't want to sound repetitious either. We want to be authentic in our in our content. Um, and in the last, I would say three months, I've actually started playing around with AI, the mm-hmm. chat GPT. Mm-hmm. And as a writer, I'm really, I've been at, like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Um, but coming up with the times, I'm like, oh, this actually helps me. It cuts down that time of staring yeah. at the document blank and thinking, what am I going to start with? I could just type in a few things. It comes up with it. And then I can put my editor hat on and go mm-hmm. in and edit and tailor it specifically to that client or to whatever messaging I want to convey. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been helpful.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I found the same thing with Chat GPT. It's not good enough to to package up and s- use it for clients, but it's a great way to start without a blank canvas, saving mm-hmm. you significant time on writing a piece. Cause it, it's almost like doing the research for you almost and like organizing it. So I I agree with your analysis there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, how did these brands find you?
1: Oh, um, networking events.
0: Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, so yeah. I
1: joined uh, the local chamber. I'm a part of the Riverside County Black Chamber. Yep. Um, I've gone to several different galas, um, mm-hmm. community organizing events, uh, birthday parties, like private birthday parties, and you know, get to talking to people and, and learning what they do. And then when they ask you, hey, what do you do? and you tell them it starts that whole business conversation yeah yeah um and that's that's something that invigorates me too cuz i because i enjoy what i do
0: yeah
1: um when i'm after hours talking to people about what i do it doesn't feel like work it's mm. oh this is what this is what i enjoy doing so yeah networking events and and those types of organizations has been where I've been finding the clients right now. And I'm hoping to start my own promotional, you know, advertisement campaign um, to see, you know, it's kind of like that AB test, like, okay, is it more effective for me to be out in, in public meeting people face to face, or is this, you know, traditional way of advertising and marketing is it effective as well still? So those are some things that I'm hoping to roll out in the next few months as, as we get more clients in, then I can hire more people to help with with the workload.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I always, with referrals, like um, some of the best places to get referrals are organizations, like local, like you said, like you join this uh, group in Riverside and I'm sure they need speakers. I'm sure they have new members all the time or whatever. And so, think if you can join organizations that um, have like they serve the clients you want, actually, that's kind of like a, a backdoor in, you know. And so I, I like that you do that. Um, that does make it worth it. Obviously, like the birthdays aren't really scalable. It's kind of random, but mm-hmm. some things are worth like going and finding these ongoing networking things. So um, I like that. You know that you you take that seriously, and like you said, it sometimes it doesn't feel like a sell. You know, if mm-hmm. you're just kind of saying what you do and you love doing it, then those client those people tend to close without you even trying that hard to to sell them.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm I suck at sales. I <laughs> yeah. when I was in high school, um, actually when I right after I graduated high school, before going off to college, I worked at a car dealership for a few weeks and. I hated it. The only thing I liked about it was getting to drive the the latest cars that was coming out on the lot. Um but other than that, I'm not a I'm not a salesy person yeah. and I think that, you know, that's I know that's a weakness of mine. So that would be a quality that I would be looking for in someone who might want to partner with me or join my team um so that they, if that's what they're passionate about, by all means, go sell, bring, bring the, the revenue in and, um, let's make some money, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, awesome. It's funny. Cause I've, um, you know, the car dealership thing is interesting. Cause like sometimes it's pushy car salesman, but the thing I like about car sales is like, the big sell is like get in the vehicle and test drive it. And then some people like sell themselves when they're like, Oh, I love this Jeep or this, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I think with marketing, at least in our sales process, we try to show them like, here's some work we did for this client. Here's a case study. Here's a, this, like when they really see it and can test drive it. um, Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have a free trial, but I know other agencies that do a little bit of free work. Um, I haven't found it necessary, but I think the more you can show versus tell uh, mm-hmm. Really helps sales as well.
1: No, that's great.
0: Yeah. No,
1: I. You know what? You you bring up another point that I I don't mind talking about actually because I had to kind of come to terms with: Do I want to offer a free consultation? You know, a lot of consultants yeah. nowadays. There's like the first hour is on me, and then if you want to, you know, book, we book, and and we can close the deal. But one of the things I'm learning about that is. Um, I might consider actually putting a price to that consultation only because I've been dealing with a few people actually, it's like, oh, let's meet up for coffee or, oh, let's link up for lunch. And it's like, okay, we don't been on our third lunch date and you ain't, (laughs) you ain't said nothing about hiring me as your agency. So I think when you put a price tag with it, it, it's for some people it's, it's like, oh, I don't want it. But for others, it's like they see that there's value even in just meeting you for the first time. So I think that has a perk to it and I, I'm seriously considering implementing that
0: oh yeah, yeah I mean consultation with the founder with you who's been doing it for so long is valuable we do we do a free consultation one call, mm-hmm. you know never more than one call or one meeting and it's. Um, it is ultimately it is a, a sales call. Like, yeah, I'm going to give you free value. I'm going to ask you questions to see what your vision is. But at the end, I'm going to have a call to action, you know, uh, Hey, this is what it's like to meet with me. Um, this is the price. These are the del- the deliverables. So I, I, yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but sometimes it's helpful. The free consultation is an easier way to get to that first meeting. So, so you know, so I, I do like that, that you offer one.
1: Yeah, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, um, so that's good to know. I think this has been a good, pretty good interview. I don't actually have too many other questions. Um, I don't know if you have anything, anything else to share. Are you, are you like? Um, to share. No.
1: If anyone wants to connect with me and learn more about what my agency does and how they can work with me. Um, on all platforms, I'm the Marm at the Marm or at the Marm agency, LLC. Um, and if they wanted to go to my website, it is www.themarmagency.com.
0: Awesome, Marla. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us.
1: Thank you, Nick.